welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Aperno, joined here, as always, by my co-host, Matt Hannafin. Uh, we are coming to you a little bit late, but after a dub in Game 2, the Heat got it done uh, down the stretch, um, shot amazing uh, from beyond the arc, and you know, really put everything together. Some uh, some standout performances by uh, the mean muggin man himself, Duncan Robinson. Uh, another another great performance by Bam. Uh, Max Drews came to play, especially early, and uh, really the Heat couldn't have done better. They had a great game plan. They executed it flawlessly, and you know, um, tomorrow they got to see if they can do it again. But you know, you got my little recap on it, um, and I'm going to pass it over to Matt so he can tell you his thoughts. It might actually have been better that we're recording today. We're recording on late Tuesday night. Apologies for the delay. Uh, I picked up like my second cold in like like a month. So that's Dude, not seriously? great. So I sounded like hell on Monday and on Sunday night. Um, and I still kind of sound like hell. So I apologize. But uh, anyways, this was this is like perfect team basketball from what we saw from Miami like this game, like Jimmy had 21, Bam had 21, Gabe Vincent had 23. Uh, Max Drews comes out, hit, goes four of 10 from deep. It's I think knocks down four of his first five, or I know he knocked down his first three, obviously Duncan with his 10 crucial points in that like minute 50 span. Like this was one of the best examples that you could exact, like that you could pull out of from like a team basketball perspective, especially after what we saw from game one, like, Bam had 26 and 13, 5. Uh, but there wasn't much else. I mean, Max went over and comes out, just sets the world on fire to at least begin this game. And it's just like, oh, this is what happens when you actually like make your open looks. Like, that's the way, again, that what, kind of what we talked about after game one. I wasn't really worried about Miami's offense in game two because it was just a matter of making those open shots. Miami went, did go 13 of 39 from three in game one, but it was, most of that was in the fourth quarter. A lot of the least a portion of that was from Haywood Highsmith was from Kyle Lowry, even was from Gabe Vincent uh, who knocked down five threes. But like in game two, Miami went 17 of 35 from deep, kind of what we saw kind of in these weird stretches this postseason. It was a very team oriented basketball. I mean, you could see it just from like the, like the ball movement and Miami making those extra passes. And then obviously just going to the adjustments that Spolster made heading into game two was he put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. I didn't think Kevin Love was very impactful offensively, but he was still that big body defensively. And it made it, made it harder for guys like Aaron Gordon take, to take your medicine, Matt. I'm taking my medicine. Um, it made it harder for him to like take advantage of those mismatches. Cause as we got, as we, as we saw at the beginning of game one, Aaron Gordon was, getting those mismatches on Gabe Vincent, Max Schroes, Caleb Martin. He was taking advantage of me. He had like 12 quick points within like the snap of a finger. And then in game two, he wasn't as active. I mean, he knocked down a couple of threes. I think he finished with like around, I don't remember the exact number, but it was around like 12, 14 points, something around along those lines. But um, he wasn't getting those mismatches. And that's something that's important for Miami. And then it made it just harder at times, like, I don't know, like Jamal Murray getting to the rim or like, Michael Porter Jr. or like Nikola Jokic, not Michael Porter Jr., but like Nikola Jokic sometimes getting to the rim, like not like just just the big, just the bigger body to contest shots. And I think that was that was something that's important. I, I wonder if that's something that's supposed to stick to. And it's like it didn't help that Caleb Mark was also playing sick. And so 
he's also dealing with like migraines and like head issues as well. I mean, him and I are both, him and I are with the same person. We're, we're both playing through the sickness. Right oh, now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but again, like then Miami goes to the zone They They get funky with it in that second half. Jokic scores 41 points, but Miami does a good job cutting off those passing lanes and making it harder for Jokic to facilitate as opposed to just letting him score on one-on-one. And that's yeah. what Miami looked like it turned to. And then, like, Ramona Shelburne asked Spo after the game, like, hey, what about, like, making Jokic a score? And Spo was like, no, <laughs> that's not what's going on. But, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm paraphrasing when I say that. No, but. no, it's, it's, it's Spo's response there, like, d- despite being complimentary uh, to Jokic, you know, as you have to be and stuff, probably could have handled that one with a little bit a little bit more class. Ramona she did apologize. Yeah. <laughs> or at least oh, I, I, I did. Huh? I didn't know. I didn't know that. He, I didn't know that. No, he, he, no, I think it was, I think Ramona, the, the following day, it was on like one of the ESPN, like NBA shows. And she said, like, he texted her and apologized. Um, well, that, 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 that's good. But yeah, he, I, he probably could have handled it a little bit better, but it's just like, again, the heat of the moment thing, no pun intended, but. Uh, they played the quote on, um, uh, I was, uh, I was uh, working out this morning and I uh, checked first take. I had first take on in the background just because, you know, sometimes, sometimes it angers you enough to work out harder. Uh, and, um, and they played that quote, but they, they ended it before the, uh, untrained eye comment and stuff. Um, Spout like seemed really like annoyed in that press conference or for somebody coming off a big dub. Well, he just doesn't want his. <laughs> His game plan to be revealed Reveal? or whatever. Well, <laughs> well, like it, it looked pretty anyway. clear throughout the game that they were trying to cut off passing lanes and trying to make sure that they were trying to force Jokic into being a score, whatever that means. I mean, yeah, he still had 41 points on 16 of 28 shooting, but um, in game you, you one, can put, you can put it simply. It's it, it's pretty much we talk like I talk about this every time on the pod. Like the Heat hat. Like <laughs> to put it simply, the Heat been doing this. Like they. They've done it every series. You know, Giannis got his, Brunson got his, you know, um, Tatum got his, and now, and now you let the, kind of. you know, the gets some his. So yeah, some games. Um, but it, but it's like it's not it's not just you know turning him into a scorer. It's it's like you said, it's the funky zones, you know, and it's like it's limiting the entire rest of the team. It's making Jamal Murray. Well, Jamal Murray was very good. But he wasn't he wasn't as good as in game one. It's eliminating Aaron Gordon in uh in KCP and just forcing them into bad mistakes, you know. Oh, in KCP's case for sure. You know, and Michael uh, Porter Jr. Michael yeah, Porter Jr. was a disaster on both ends. Yeah, exactly. It's like being able to do that, like you'll let Jokic get his. It's not the game plan wasn't to turn him into a scorer. It was just like, you know, it was just like, like let's see if he can he can be Atlas. You know what I mean? Um, also, I gotta say, like, because uh, you know, if you if you follow Twitter over the course of the games, which I think I really need to stop doing. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to see my ch- dumb tweets. I like your tweets, man. <laughs> uh, it's just the world is ending every time I'm on Twitter. If you're a Heat fan, yeah, um, no, Heat Nuggets going a ten three run. It's just like the world's burning. Oh, no. yeah. but yeah, okay, you have to admit that second quarter, at least the end of the first quarter, early second when they go on that thirty three nine run. Yeah. Like Miami gets out to that what eleven point lead, and you and you sit and you're feeling a little more comfortable. You're just like, okay, like this is the start that we kind of expected from Miami in Game One, or at least this is the start that you would want for a Game Two. And then 
all of a sudden the Nuggets are like, oh, let's make shots and let's switch everything. Let's let's make it just way harder for Miami to do whatever they want, both offensively and defensively. And it's just like, wait, this turned into like a 15-point Nuggets league within the snap of a finger. I mean, Miami was able to rally back uh, and fuck things up a little bit and kind of play masochistic basketball, but... Uh, we do play masochistic basketball, and we're also masochistic fans. Like, yeah. let's let, let's be honest. You go as diehard and deep into this as we do. This is a form of friggin' torture. Um, I <laughs> I enjoy. I, I you know what? I enjoy these games a lot more than I enjoy the regular season. But you can't sit there and tell me right now that you just don't watch these games. Anxious is all hell. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's playoff hoops, bro. Like that's what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it's the nba finals no shit (laughs) it's like you know i'm i'm just assuming the worst every time i sit down to watch a basketball game and and you know it's it's (laughs) you know my friends my friend like my this happens every sports season too my friends are like brandon don't you enjoy this and i'm like i love it i love it but it's like really we're just shortening our lifespan every time we uh, sit down to watch a basketball game Oh yeah, no. My friends have walked in on me watching games like not even just this year, but in the past, and they ask me like even like whether it's like a Heat win or loss. Like they're like, "Do you even like like this?" Kind of like that same thing. And it's just like, no. This is my. I love experiencing this emotion for better or worse because it's like because it's the elation. You don't get this in game thirty three, bro. Like you get this in. You're getting this in the playoffs, especially in the NBA Finals. Like Miami's only been here seven times in the franchise's history. Um, this is something that like. Or, I mean, the Nuggets is for Nuggets fans is our first time. Like, this is something that I guess we as fans have to cherish. And like, game two was especially one of those things. It's like again, Miami was up what ten with like a few minutes left, and then all of a sudden, within a blink of an eye, it's a one possession game, and you're sitting there like, just fans in general are sitting butts on the edge of their seats. Like Jamal takes that shot. I thought it was going in. Without a question, I was like, this is going to overtime. Like, as soon as he took that shot, I was like, this is going to overtime. Like, I can't believe my <laughs> rims out. Jimmy with the good contest late uh, after switching the pick and roll. And it's um, Miami ends up with their victory. That's something also I just want to touch on a little bit. I know we're, we're going off the rails a little bit here. Okay. But one of the one of the adjustments that Miami did have was putting Jimmy on Jamal a lot. Um, and that's kind of like what happened when you put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. You're kind of sizing down, and so uh, no more Zeller minutes. Kevin, I'll yeah, well, yeah, Kevin Love w- was on Aaron Gordon, kind of helping off him, and then uh, you had Jimmy on Jamal, um, and then like Vincent and Struess were kind of switching off between like Michael Porter Jr. and Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope. I think it was mostly Vincent on Pope, and then. On Michael Porter Jr., but regardless, it, that's kind of the that's kind of the other adjustment that uh, Miami had, along with like shifting that starting lineup and keeping Bam on on Jokic. Um, which I mean, it, I, again, it's that's an understandable move, at least from like my perspective. I get it, but uh, even with the bum ankle, like I thought Jimmy did a good job. I mean, really, all of Miami did a good job, like screen navigating and uh, kind of. Putting a thorn in that two-man game, I mean, it still worked at times with, like, the handoffs and the, and the pick-and-rolls and whatever. But I think Miami did a good job, like, the effort, just effort-wise, and uh, helping stop that and mitigate the damage that that could have had. Because, I mean, we saw in game one that that two-man game between Jokic and Murray caused a lot of problems, especially in those final three quarters. And I think that Miami 
did a good job of mitigating that damage. And I thought a lot of it was Jimmy on Jokic because, or not Jimmy on Jokic, Jimmy on Jamal. Cause it's like, you could switch that action with Bam and Jimmy if you want to. Um, there was even a couple of times where Gabe Vincent was on Jamal and they'd switch it. And it's just like, wait, now Gabe Vincent's on Jokic. And they, they only took advantage of that. Like maybe a couple of times, like it wasn't even that many times that Denver actually, uh, took advantage of that, like really obviously staunch mismatch, but, um, that was just one of the things that I, I noticed. Uh, again, I just thought it was a good effort. Yeah, I'm with you on the Cal- on the Cody Zeller thing. Like, I th- I just don't get it, dude. I just, this isn't the series Wait. for him. It hasn't been the series for like a month. Uh, I know. And, and but like, at the I mean, same time, like, you have to give Bam some rest at some point. But I would rather just have like Kevin Love be that backup five if you're going to do it, or even just a Haywood Highsmith. Let's get funky with it, dude. You're getting funky with the zone. Let's get funky with the lineups. Let's get, let's get funky with the rotation. I wish um, Haywood would have played more minutes. I I like when he's out there. He. Th- I, that's what's the one question I have for you that I kind of, I mean, we got a little more clarity today with, uh, it was reported that Tyler here is officially out for game two. Of course that can change between now and uh tip off and the next for, for game for game three, for game three. I mean, what did I say? Two. Oh, well, he's also out for game two. Uh, but <laughs> definitely, for, that definitely not coming back in game two. Yeah, definitely not coming back for game two. Um, but no, he still has um he still has pain in his hand. That's what they were saying, no? Right, right. But I'm saying like he's officially out. That can change within the next 20 hours or so by the time we're recording this. But uh in general, like if Tyler comes back into that rotation, you can find minutes somewhere, whether it's like you're cutting some of the Cody Zeller minutes, you're cutting some of uh maybe the Duncan Robinson or the Caleb Martin minutes, you're cutting you're cutting minutes from somewhere, right? I don't think I think you and I both agree that he's not gonna have a big a super big role. Like his role is going to be pretty minimal, at least to start. Like, I think he's, for me, I think he's going to get like 10 to 15 minutes if he's back in the rotation, if they actually decide to play him. I don't think he's coming back at this point. You don't think he's coming back at this point? Like, but if he did, I I, think it would be something like that. I do. Exactly. I do. I think he would be used exactly that way. I'm kind of leaning towards like the reports with it's still pain in his hand. Like he's just getting into contact work, that kind of thing. It leads me to think that they're just going to OG Ananobi him like, uh, like the raps did in that finals where OG was back from appendicitis. They just didn't use him at all. Um, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like now if they do bring him back and like, look, I'm not going to rule Like I'm not a doctor. I don't, you know, like, uh, like I, I don't, I, I can't even, you know, I can't make a prediction here, but if they do bring him back, I would not be surprised. Um, to see him ruled out for a game and then be made active close to the game and just do that l- little bit of gamesmanship by Spo and uh, the injury reporting and that kind of thing. I could see that. I, I agree. Um, but I I do think it just it, it also just depends on how long this series lasts, like if the series goes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Six, you know, seven games, I think you'll return for at least one game. I also, I also do not take into account that there's multiple days off between games yeah. just because we were so used to every second day. <laughs> there's only one day off between games three and four, though. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I did not check the schedule, but okay. I think it goes um, game four Friday, game five Monday, game six Thursday, and then game seven the following Sunday, so I believe. No weekend games. Yeah. 
That's I mean, hockey, the Florida Panthers, they're not playing well, but the Florida Panthers. Look, man, the hockey's hockey. Uh, <laughs> Florida's been in this uh, situation before. Anything can happen. Right, but like, okay, all right, enough hockey talk. That's that's our. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I'll allow the Canadian a second. Um, <laughs> hey, you don't forget, basketball was created by a Canadian. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, true. so yeah, we got leverage. Appreciate here. you, James Nay- Naismith. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I did want to talk about uh, Kevin Love really quick, just because we were talking about him and like why his minutes were so effective. Are you making me take double doses of medicine when I'm yeah, already I'm sick? You take, I'm making you take How ten good rebounds. How are you, dude? Ten rebounds worth of medicine because because <laughs> K Love can still grab those boards and then and one outlet pass. Center. Sorry. And one outlet pass. And one outlet pass. And like um and uh, what was it two threes? Um yeah. Yep, two, two of six. Yeah, and they, you know what? They were nice threes, and like that spark, that spark is what he could still offer. Like I know, I know, I don't want to shit on Cody Zeller. I don't know the guy personally, um, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, and, and and look, like it's hard for me to shit on an NBA player who scores a hundred percent from the field. But those four points came with multiple Joe Kitch points, so I would I would get funkier with it and maybe take him out of the rotation. Twenty, I'd put. Man, I would pay, play Kevin Love closer to 30 if that's the case. You know what I mean? To eliminate that thing or give uh, those eight minutes that Zeller had and give him to Haywood. You know? I would give him to Haywood, honestly. Yeah. Like Kevin Love, again, could be useful in certain spots, but 30 minutes of Kevin Love in a playoff game and well, the finals game feels a little like a little much. But it also just depends on the flow of the game and how he's playing. This man has played 30 minutes in finals games all the friggin' time. You know? It's like he's only been in one other finals. <laughs> Kevin oh wait, no, no, that's a stupid question. No, he's won one championship. He's been plenty of finals. I'm dummy. I'm a dummy. Exactly. He's been in four he's finals. Been, what am I talking about? He's been in this situation many, many times. Like the guy has the experience. You could put him in there and trust him. That's why. That's why I think like you could give him more minutes. It's the same reason with Lowry. Also, Lowry, nice, nice little game, Kyle. Like, uh, you know, happy have like you can trust Kyle in these moments. Um, so uh, happy to see him return to form because. He had a bad, tough, a little bit of a tough stretch towards the end of that Celtics series. Redeemed himself, um, but it's like he was uh, bad to start. The, well, the first game, the first Celtics game, he was fantastic. Then he was bad. Right. Then he was good again. And well, I'm saying like he was bad to start this game. Like he had a oh, few yeah, passes yeah. where it was just like he was throwing it 70 miles per hour. At Bam and Bam's like five feet from him. It's just like all right, let's not do this. Fair enough. Fair enough. But he did. He did have a good game. game. Yeah, nice little stat line. Gabe Vincent is a boss. Man's getting himself paid. Um, and Jimmy, like I like I was trying to talk. Uh, oh, and uh, also Bam, just fantastic. Um, if he continues this level of play, and the Heat managed to win the NBA Finals, that's a Finals MVP. Um, Jimmy, slow start. Um, obviously, you know he's still doing everything right. Everyone forgets about Jimmy on defense. I think I talked about this last pod. And so I'm sounding like a broken record and someone's probably like, wait, didn't I just hear Brandon make this point last pod? Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is like, obviously everyone's kind of hurt right now, but what I liked from Jimmy is playoff. Jimmy appeared in the fourth quarter. He took over um, and set the, and set the tone for the heat to win that game. You know, the go ahead uh, another, like uh, I do love when Jimmy's suddenly a three point shooter uh, <laughs> because that three, um, the few baskets. It was nice to see him attacking again. 
you know, uh, five of five from the free throw line. That's where he gets a ton of his points. Um, and what everyone forgets is like Jimmy's being played hard, but he's finding his teammates. Uh, nine assists for a uh, good old Jimbo. Um, just, just, just really, really good. Um, Caleb will come alive when he's not dying of flu-like symptoms. So I'm not, I'm not overly concerned with him, but, and also like, uh, I got to give credit to, uh, Max Struess, uh, coming off a historically bad finals, um, finals appearance. I was worried about the guy's confidence after that, but you know, basically, uh, Struess was loose, showed me, showed me what I could do with my opinion. And, uh, and I respect that, uh, because he came out firing, um, just, just a solid, solid effort. And, uh, also, yeah, mean mug and dunk. That's what I, that's who I want to touch on was like Duncan hits that. He, he pump fakes, hits that three above the break to begin the fourth and then takes it to the rack for land. Um, and then like suddenly pulls up over, I think Jeff Green, like almost like late in a late, like late in the shot clock. Like he's just dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Nothing's really coming, coming about. And then pulls up, drains a three, and then uh, obviously gets that. They had Miami had the two possession sequence where they had Bam at the high post. They set a pin down. Uh, Duncan set a pin down, or no, Gabe set a pin down for Duncan. Uh, the first time, Duncan draws two. They miscommunicate the screen. Bruce Brown and I think whoever was guarding Gabe. Duncan hits the th- or Gabe hits the three, and then. Uh, Duncan doesn't draw to Bam finds him for a cut and they run that possession two times in a row or run that kind of action two times in a row. And that's when you get the meat mug and Duncan when, when he finishes over Jeff green, I'm at the rim and it's just like, like just an instant 10 point swing to give Miami a three point lead. Uh, or it was either one point lead or three point lead. Um, yes. Yeah, with like, I, in like a minute 50. And it was just like, recap. go reference your work. <laughs> but like it just the fact that he was able to do that uh after coming in kind of I mean he had a bad first half um he had a shaky um, game one like just what? to do that when he's cold like just cold and like in terms of like momentum like he he that's an instant Miami was down eight and he comes in and just uh, just suddenly like impacts the game in that fast set, um, that completely swings the game. Miami didn't relinquish the lead the rest of the game, and uh, that was. I hope that's something that he can carry over into games three and four when he is able to get action. Uh, but I mean, he finished with ten points, four or five shooting, two or three from deep, seventeen po- or seventeen minutes. Um, and he looks confident. That's what I'm saying. Like, y- y- you don't always. This is like, Duncan, there's been times with Duncan, Duncan in his career where he's come in cold and he hasn't been able to shoot or perform because he's not rhythm and he's not um he doesn't have that, I guess, confidence in him. And but like in this situation also, like this, I mean he knocks down that first three. That's the best thing for him, at least in that sequence. And um just the ball gets rolling from there. And so that's just a that's a that's just a huge thing that uh happened for Miami. And then all the and then of course, like Jimmy and Bam step up play with that kind of two men game, that pick and roll that doesn't really work. It's not really conventional because they're both non shooters, but they somehow made it work for a few possessions late in that game uh, to kind of build on Miami's lead what they already had and uh, ultimately help them win that game. But uh, just for Duncan to come in 
down eight. Miami's kind of in a hole, especially in that third quarter, because that third quarter, if you don't remember, was it was a lot of it was a lot of it was murky because it was like Miami was down one or two possessions. It felt like the entire time. And it's like every time Miami would cut it to one possession, well then Denver would just extend the lead. And anytime Miami wasn't making or anytime anytime Denver wasn't making baskets, neither was Miami. It was just one of those weird deals where it was like Miami would cut it to two and then Denver would cut it to four or extend it to four. Miami would then cut it to two again, and then Denver would extend it to five, and then Miami would cut it to two. Like it was just one of those things where it's like Miami couldn't get over the hump. They eventually fall down by eight at the end of that quarter, and you're kind of looking, and Miami all of a sudden rattles off again the ten the ten point Duncan worth. Duncan Robinson rattles off ten of their first thirteen points to begin the fourth quarter. Miami as a whole finishes with, finishes with thirty six points in the quarter on nineteen possessions. Like that's nearly two points per possession that Miami had in that fourth quarter because of how efficient they were. And it's just, I, it just all started with Duncan and I just can't give him enough credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have to, you want to hear a meaningless, meaningless stat about Duncan. That means absolutely nothing, but I, but it's fun. I'm I'm a big fan of meaningless, meaningless stats that mean nothing about players. What, yeah. what is it? <laughs> Duncan scored 10 points in game seven against Boston and they won. Boston's uh, Duncan scored 10 points against Denver the other night and he won. So I, I want to see if that continues anywhere else. It Absolutely might. not. It's recent stat. Let's see if it continues. It's in sample size. Minimal. So wait, are you saying that if he only scores 10 points, Miami wins or if it's double, double, double figure? No, I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with Duncan is, scoring double figures, dude. No, no, it's you want uh, to score everything. They, it's ten points shoot. exactly that gets the dub. Uh, Duncan oh, in double okay. figures, unfortunately, um, is uh, was game six against Boston and uh, game five against Boston. He had eighteen and 15. no one cares about game six against Boston. Dude. Well, let's see. Actually, if he does, he, if he scores in the twenties, that's a dub. Let's see if Duncan scores in the twenties again in this playoffs. Twenty. Yeah, okay. If Duncan scores at least 20 points, then the Heat win. Well, there you go. That's the game plan. Yeah, yeah. Eric Spolster, if you're you're listening to this podcast. I don't think Spo is listening to our podcast. Hey, hey, never say never. (laughs) I hope he's game planning. (laughs) That's the the game plan. Have Duncan Robinson score 20 points. I'll tell you what Spo's not doing right now. He's not watching the town. We don't need to go over this again. <laughs> Definitely not watching the town, man. Do you think he's watching the new Spider-Verse? Oh, well, I know a bunch of Heat players watch the Spider-Verse because uh, Jimmy's saying that some of the some of the Heat players went and saw it. Um, so Do you maybe. think Spolster was watching the Spider-Verse hope, hope, game planning while, or like using some strategy from the movie? I, again, I haven't watched it. And I, as you probably know, I probably won't watch it. But You should. But, uh, and I... In case, yeah, it was you know that's a, it's just a spo spo spo's watch the movie. He's just like, here's Miles. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. And spo's like, I'm inspired. Now I'm gonna switch one through four. Uh, now we're gonna play zone 20, 23 possessions in the game. He's gonna do his own thing. I love it. I love it. Um, look, <laughs> um, we're now having an eight man rotation. Uh, Zeller, you're you're out of it. No. <laughs> I mean, Maybe that's I, where it came to the realization. Maybe there's something in Spider-Verse to, to have Cody Zeller or 
someone else out of the rotation for for games three and four. I mean, I, I don't know. All we're asking, all we're asking Spo to do is choose love. That's all we're asking him to do. Maybe you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man. I'll take you, Donis, at this point. Wow. I want to see Jovic, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jovic versus Jokic? Come on. Just for shits. Dude, I can't wait until Summer League. I can't wait to watch Nikola Jovic. Boy, that's like my early... That's my, that's my summer... I'm curious uh, about his bulking plan. Super late. At, like, that's... That's what I'm most excited for this summer is watching. Uh, I, want, I want you always to drop the workout plan. How'd you bulk like that in so little time? It's a lean bulk. Dude, he's jacked. He's what the jacked. hell? This guy, was, this guy was a skinny high schooler six months ago. What's this he's bulk still a high schooler. This, this was a clean bulk, man. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The Heat, the Heat have an amazing training staff. How'd you get a clean bulk like that so quick? <laughs> it's impossible. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think... I th- he has a ton of potential. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. He also has finals minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of nice. Um, oh man. I forgot Yurt was healthy. I would put Yurt in over Zeller. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. Okay. But like as a body, no. why not? No. <laughs> for, for, I'm asking you for eight minutes. No. But okay, no, that well, that Zeller played a little bit more than that. I'm asking you for five minutes. No, <laughs> five minutes game time. If it's in the non-Jokic minutes, sure. That's also something that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about a lot from this game that we probably should have. We only have yeah. a few minutes left to record, able to record. But um, Miami won the Jokic minutes, but lost the non-Jokic minutes. They. They want Jokic finished to minus eleven. Um, yeah. and what the non-Jokic minutes mathematics? Uh, it was what a plus. It it was plus eight. There were plus eight in the non-Jokic minutes. Maybe I maybe I got just got that terribly wrong. But regardless, Miami won the non-Jokic minutes. Or won the Jokic minutes, excuse me. That that was just the funniest part from this game, how he finishes at minus 11, yet they still lose by three. Okay. And that's something, like, I don't know that. I don't know how much that's going to happen the rest of the series. I don't, yeah. I think like, it's that's rare. something that shouldn't happen, at least in terms of, like, Miami shouldn't lose the non-Jokic minutes by that much. Like, also, I think, like, um, it's once again, the Heat won the game... <laughs> By very slim margin, in a very very well played game, Denver is a great team. Um, and they, but you know, the Heat, the Heat are the the Heat with the dead don't die. Okay, um, there's there's a, don't count Miami out of this series. Um, they need to play. They need everything they got out of their role players. They need it again, and they need it. They need it three more times uh, in order to kind of close close the series because Denver's going to come back and they're going to, they're going to punch back, you know, um, it's, it's supposed going to have to adjust like a madman and the heat are going to have to respond accordingly because you know, Jokic, uh, will, you know, uh, Aaron Gordon's going to try to have a good game. And, um, Michael Porter Jr. is also going to have a damn good game. Um, or at least try to, so the heat needs to come out and they need to do what they did last game, but, they need to build. They need to build on good performances. And um, 
it's they are a snow like I think it was a windy who was saying it today, and he said it a lot of times. They are a snowball effect team. So if they start to build the confidence and stuff, which I think kind of helped after last game, you know, they already have the uh, we don't give an f attitude. You know, it's like they they get a dub tomorrow, then things start to look a little different and in a, in a good way. But hey. Um, eight thirty Eastern time tomorrow. Um, I, I messed that up. I, I think in our, in our last pod, it was an eight PM pod, and uh, I ended up uh, <laughs> scrambling a little bit after checking the score app. Um, but eight thirty PM tomorrow, your Miami Heat get another shot at this thing back in Miami, and um, let's see what happens because I'm really enjoying this final so far. Um, even though it's being like it's being presented on ESPN like it's another game on a random Tuesday in February. Dude, it's ESPN covering the Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets. What else do you expect? A little bit of glitz and glamour. <laughs> at least at least in the scoreboard. The scoreboard was nicer last year. The scoreboard feels like it's different every year for the NBA Finals, and yet this year it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as a regular season. I don't I don't I don't mind it. That's not something I care. Like I don't I like it. I don't I don't care for it. Or I mean not I don't care for it, but I don't mind it that much, but do you not like just found it? It was funny. It was the Miami Heat versus San Antonio Spurs. Okay, and the intros and everything just felt so damn glitzy. And I know part of that's the LeBron effect, but I mean, like, at least give me Pitbull. At least, at least, at least give me some DJ Khaled. Give me the keys, man. Give me something. Can we get the trophies and the logos together again? The trophy logo on the court. Can that, we get that? That's all I want. Like I just that'd like, be so cool. Yeah, they should bring that back. I think that even the finals ads on the court right now are digital. Well, just, I think that's how it's is because of technology. But it's also it, it, you're right. It is because of technology. It's also lame. Painted on a damn court. <laughs> They're not going to do that. <laughs> Are they doing it in the NHL to paint it on the damn ice? <laughs> um, they actually do. Wait, they paint it on the NHL ice? Well, they paint it underneath. Oh. Well, they used to. Oh, okay. Now the ad, the, actually, the NHL ads are really good. They look like they're underneath the ice, um, the digital ads. And uh, it, uh, it actually um, confused me recently. It's cool. Um, I like that. Um, and last word, man. The nuggets are really good. I don't expect them to shoot. 11 to 28 from three. Like I expect their shooters to be a little bit better. I expect Michael Porter Jr. to be better. I expect Contavious Caldwell Pope to be better. They're more than capable of stealing one in Miami, but guess what? The Miami Heat are also here for a reason. They're more expect than capable the of winning. Unexpected. They're 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 capable of winning two at home as well. So it's like, hmm. I'm just interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Thank you for listening as always. Um, let's hope we get a good game tomorrow. Like or and subscribe, give us a five-star rating. listening to this today, then the game's today. <laughs> hope you have a good weekend. Eric Spolster, if you're listening to this, <clears throat> hope you're having a good day. And I hope that he win for you. Oh, he...